us up, suckers. I miss you. I miss you like I miss the backs of my legs when I shave. That's awesome. Yeah. Anyway, uh, if you're wondering where I've been, the answer is uh, kind of everywhere. I've been drawing and painting and reading because those things make me happy. And uh, we also just finished going to Panama City for a little bit. So uh, it's been kind of crazy, but I'm glad to be back. And just to give you a heads up, I have a mini course coming out soon that's going to be affordable for as many people as I can make it affordable for. And uh, it's going to be called Get That Thing Done. It is a nice little class to kind of help you get unstuck if you are being held hostage by executive dysfunction. So if that's something that you're interested in, definitely keep an eye out. I will be telling you when it comes out. Uh, more than likely, it's going to be July 25th. And that is it for the shameless plug of the day. So let's go ahead and jump right in to talking about four ways to help your ADHD organization. So before I get into it, as usual, just wanted to say that if this sounds like your kind of thing, if this is what you've been looking for, some energy-centered, self-compassion-centered, realistic ADHD advice, then definitely make sure that you like and subscribe. It helps me find cool people. It helps cool people find me. And isn't that the spice of life? The answer is yes. So anyway, I really wanted to be able to uh, to help people out when it comes to organization. I actually just had a client today who really struggles with this in a way that a lot of us do. We tend to have a lot of stuff to do or a lot of stuff just kind of building up in our brains for us to do, but we are not entirely certain on how to make it so that we are able to kind of follow a reasonable path to getting it all done or to getting most of it done. I try to tell people all the time, getting it all done is not the goal. Uh, it's like I said, success is satisfaction, not perfection. It's been a while since I've said that, but I just said it again. You're welcome. So I wanted to get into four things that are very, very helpful for people with ADHD when they're trying to keep those tasks Organized. And we're going to go ahead and start with the first thing, which is guidelines. So when I say guidelines, a lot of people tend to think that this is super elementary and they're like, of course, like I need to know how things are done or how they're supposed to be done. But when it comes to our own personal stuff or everyday stuff or even, you know, work stuff, we don't always make sure that we have some good, clear, criteria to lead us in the direction that we want to go. When we are not given clear and concise instruction, one of two things tends to happen. We either get super overwhelmed and wind up just not doing the thing, whatever that thing is, or we wind up trying to figure it out on our own because you know, asking for help, what's that? And we get so overwhelmed uh, by all of the different choices that we just kind of try to go with our gut and there's a 50-50 on whether or not that tends to work. So overall, what you want to do is even if it's just for something simple like washing your car, you want to have 
some guidelines, some outline in place of what it is that you would like to have done. And you might be like, okay, well, it's like washing the car. Like I want the car clean, obviously. Mm, yes, but do you want to just clean the outside? Do you want to clean the inside? Are you looking to, you know, put a coat on the outside so that it stays shinier longer? Or are you just really wanting to rinse off the dirt? Are you wanting to also clean the mats in the car? Are you wanting to vacuum the car? Are you really just thinking that it would be a lot easier if someone else just washed the car? What is it that you are wanting in the end from this washing of your car, right? You want to be able to have a good picture of what it is that you're trying to do. And if you're hearing this and you're like, I don't really see how that helps with organization, I mean, it's kind of helpful to know what all you are looking for from a project, from a task, in order to figure out where it's going to go in your day, in your personal time, in your calendar. For example, if you have a work project and you don't have straight guidelines or good guidelines to help you figure out exactly when you should expect to be done or what you should expect to have done, you don't really know where it fits in your day. Maybe it fits in a two hour window. Maybe it fits in a 30 minute window. Maybe it needs to be done yesterday. You don't really know. So knowing all of the different parts of something that you are trying to do is going to help you to figure out where you need to put this overarching task, this overarching goal that you're trying to reach. So next on the uh, list here, um, I do not know why I made that face when I said list, but I can guarantee you that everybody who's listening right now as a podcast is going to be super thankful that they didn't have to see me make that face. The next thing is uh, colors or other indicators. So when we are putting things down on paper or even in our calendars, there's a reason why you have the option to color code. And the reason is, especially for brains like ours, I want to take a moment to say that if you're like, why does your house sound like a haunted torture chamber? It is because my children are home from school today and they only have fun when they can be as loud as they possibly can. Silence is not possible. Quiet is not possible. I don't even know that they know how to speak with you, speak with anyone really without screaming. So if you hear what sounds like tortured Victorian ghosts in the background, that is only my children, the tortured Victorian ghosts visit on Fridays. Anyway, so colors and indicators. The reason why that is helpful, especially for ADHD brains, isn't just because it makes it look pretty and customizable and interesting, even though that is a huge part. We sometimes get bored looking at things that are monochrome. Um, it can help us to feel like things are looking more interesting and, and more exciting that way. But uh, it's not just that. It's the fact that when we ascribe certain meanings to certain colors, our brains are already so well wired for abstract thinking and patterns that that tends to help us 
just subconsciously continue that pattern as we schedule. So for example, if you're constantly making your tasks blue in your calendar, your brain is eventually going to see personal tasks or blue tasks as tasks that can be set for after work or morning. And there's going to be a certain response that you will have to those blue tasks as opposed to red tasks. If you say a red task is urgent, your mind is automatically going to search for those red tasks first. So it kind of helps you in prioritizing, it helps you in scheduling, it helps you in figuring out where things should go in your day, making it so that those colors are speaking to another part of your brain that perhaps other people may not even be able to use. So it's a very helpful way of keeping things categorized, um, even subconsciously. Which brings me to item number three. You need categories, okay? And this is especially important to us because part of prioritization is knowing what categories come first and which ones can wait the longest. So if you're just kind of throwing everything down there and you don't have categories to put every task under, it's very, very hard for you to figure out what should be focused on when, how important things are, whether or not your brain uh, is going to need to put forth energy and focus on this thing. However, if you are able to categorize your tasks according to I don't know whether they're personal or work or whether they're family or uh, project based or whether they are to be done in the morning or the evening you will be able to much you'll you'll find it much easier to set up your day's calendar because especially uh you know for example, if you have like a work project that you know is due uh, and work kind of comes before, I don't know, sports, maybe you play, I never, I don't know why I ever pick sports because I'm shitty at talking about sports, but I don't know, maybe you've got basketball in the evenings, but you know that work comes before basketball, having things categorized under basketball under sports is going to automatically help you figure out that hmm, perhaps that Friday six to seven window that I have for stretching or for practicing my jump shot is actually going to go towards finishing a project at work. So it's going to help prioritize and it's going to help color code and it's going to help you figure out those guidelines that you need. So they're all obviously pretty closely related, but the short and short of it is you don't categorize, you don't know what's supposed to come first or last or in the middle, and everything's just gonna look the damn same, which is what we're trying to avoid. And the last thing that is very, very important, and this was something I actually spoke with my client on today, is having designated locations for things. 
we suck at this like we do it's it's hard because a lot of the time putting something back or putting it where it belongs involves us using energy and time and brain power that we may already be giving to something else or that we may not even have at the time so a lot of the time if something hits us and we want to write it down it's a lot easier for us to just grab a piece of paper and write it down right or write it with dry erase markers or uh just to kind of you know type it on our phone and leave it at that but here's the thing after that happens you are going to be looking at a much more frustrating situation wherein you're going to feel like you have way less control and that's going to be because something's going to occur to you that you already wrote down and you're going to say i know i wrote that down where the hell did i put it and then the moment you don't remember you're going to be really pissed at yourself because you lost it again you know and we lose things enough without having to lose every good idea we have, every important thought, every important piece of information that we need to be keeping on us somewhere. My suggestion is that you have one place that you write your notes, one place that you put your mail, one place that you keep, I don't know, your pens, whatever, but it's always one place now. That's a lot easier said than done. And I don't want you to think that I'm saying that's simple. But even if you narrow it down to two places or even three, chances are that that's still going to make it a lot easier for you to find what you're looking for. And essentially, you're going to feel a lot less out of control and a lot less disorganized when those good days come. Right. And when you're able to write things down in the same journal that you've been writing in for like the last three months, or when you're able to keep it in the same folder or on the same Google doc. And I'm going to say right now, it totally and completely depends on how your brain works. So I don't want to push one way or the other, but I tend to suggest a more digital approach because a more digital approach is definitely going to rely less on physical location. So like having the Google Docs app on your phone, which is available for both operating systems, both major operating systems before anybody using Linux decides that they're gonna like yell at me or Linux. Now they're probably gonna yell at me for saying it wrong, so I don't know. But the two major, uh, which would be, you know, the Apple operating system and Android, both of those use the Google Docs app. So writing your notes there, great idea. Because then whether you your work computer is an Apple or a PC, whether your phone is an iPhone or an Android, you're gonna be able to pass those notes between one another without losing them. Um, but you know, that is just one option. You could also keep notes in a calendar app that you keep on you at all times. Um, it really doesn't matter what you choose as long as it works with your brain and as long as it's going to be fairly easy for you to know where it is when you need it. So there are just four things that help with ADHD organization. Obviously there's more out there. Obviously there are more options. We are all different people. So even some of these may not work. And if it doesn't, 
don't feel like there's nothing out there that works for you or that you're a failure, you're somehow different. It just means that you might need a different approach. And whether you work with me or whether you work with someone else or whether you work by yourself, just remember that you're going to find it. It just might take some time. Okay, so thanks very much for being here. Drink some water, take care of yourself, and I'll see you in the next video. Links to apps mentioned in the episode to work with me and to connect on social are all in the show notes. If this helps you and you're listening to this on Apple Podcasts, please don't forget to rate the show so that I'm found by more awesome people just like you.